Hi friends. Happy freaking Thursday. I'm so grateful that you are here listening to the pod. If you are new here, this is Seems Like Diet Culture, and I am Mallory Page, a registered dietitian and also your host. And if you hear those claw marks on my door, it is my cat. I don't even talk about him anymore because he's come up in so many episodes from his same shenanigans that it's kind of getting to an annoying point. So we'll just try to ignore it, and I'll tell you a little bit about what the podcast is all about. This is essentially your place to come and get all your questions answered about wellness trends, influencers, nutrition rules, all the things that you see because there is so much noise out there nowadays that it's really hard to freaking know what to listen to. And my hope is that my educated opinion can give you some guidance to deciding how the heck you want to include all of this stuff into your life. I am super excited about today's podcast episode because it was one of the most highly requested episodes I've ever had. I do feel like I say that too often and it takes away the importance, but when I posted about Arbon, every single freaking person I swear was flooding my DM saying, what do you think about Beachbody? What do you think about Beachbody? Or sharing their experiences. And I knew at that point that I need to cover it. And I honestly haven't had a ton of experience with Beachbody. I did get recruited by someone, which we'll talk about this more later on in the podcast, back when I was in college and I was super confused about what it was and why I would even do it. And I thought at the time that it was basically like doing personal training and I just didn't get it, but that was really my only experience. And so diving into this and really getting into the nitty gritty has been super fascinating because as you'll find out as I start to talk about Beachbody, there are so many layers to this business, product, products, programs. I mean, it seriously never ends. And I feel like we could talk about this all day long, but I'm going to give you the overview of the most important things and also explain the things that are diet culture and the things that are more um, heavy on the cult part of uh, diet culture. <laughs> but actually, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this episode. And I, since I don't have as many experiences with it, I also asked you guys on Instagram to share your experiences. So I'm going to be reading off the ones that you guys have sent me and what to look for and just all of that stuff. Before we get into that, I wanted to give the quickest announcement and ask a question of you guys. So number one, my group coaching program, Live Unrestricted, is currently accepting applications for our next round. If you're not familiar with Live Unrestricted, I will have it linked down below and you will see the full website and you can also always shoot me a DM and I'm happy to talk you through it, but in very short speak. It is a 16-week group coaching course that will transform your relationship with food, exercise, and body image. We will help you work through food guilt. We will help you learn body acceptance. You will understand how to find that balance with exercise and never have guilt taking rest days or looking in the mirror and so much more. So the link to apply and the link to learn more is down below. Number two, I was on my Instagram and something I've wanted to do with this podcast is I would like to have guests come on and share their experiences. So I'm not a huge fan of an interview style, not because I don't like it. I just mean in terms of my own podcast. I don't want the interview style of someone coming on, but I would really like to have snippets where I have someone speak on a topic or where we have voice messages of them sharing their experience. So I just want your feedback. 
I would love for you to DM me. Let me know what you think about doing something like that because the results on Instagram were really strong. So I, of course, wanted to turn it over to my dedicated podcast. Now, let's get into the topic now that I've got those over with. And we first start off as we always do, which is what the heck is Beachbody? And let me tell you, I actually had to really go through and find out what this really is because of how complicated it is. But I'm going to give you the simplistic definition that I found. So Beachbody is a brand. It was founded in 1998, so a while ago, by Carl... Die Keller and John Canadin. I'm so bad with names. And it aims to help people lose weight through various different diets, products, and workouts. They really promote the community and personal coaches as well to keep people accountable and on track. Some of the things that you may know that they've created are the Nine Week Control Freak, Morning Meltdown 100, 80 Day Obsession, MB Fit, Lift 4, 21 Day Fix, Insanity. And the one that I know the most is P90X. I feel like a lot of people know P90X. We even had P90X as a class that was taught at my rec center at University of Arizona. I was a personal trainer there and I was also a group fitness coach. And we would have P90X classes. So this actually really surprised me because I did not know that. Other things that they've created are certain methods around nutrition programs that I'll speak to in a little bit, the Beachbody Bar, but also Shakeology. So you guys may not know Shakeology, or you may, but I didn't know that Beachbody and Shakeology were so closely connected. It was honestly hard to tell if they were founded by the same person or if they're like partnered or what it was. The complexities of how this is all set up is a little bit complicated, but I do think it's important to note that that is involved in the Beachbody brand. What I really want to do now, which is one of my favorite activities, I did this as well with the Arbon episode, is read you through their website. Now, if you really want the effect, you can also type in beachbody.com and this will come up, but I'm going to give you guys as much of a visual as I can. So you come in, you type it up, and the main text that you see in huge letters, is everybody is a beach body. So what I think is interesting about this is in recent years, I've seen this type of rhetoric and messaging floating around everywhere, right? And more in the sense of the fact that the body that you have right now is a beach body. Every single person's body is a beach body. I wondered for a moment if they were trying to almost do kind of a non-diet culture approach to making people more attracted to the program, as in, oh, your body's good enough, but also you can do all these things, but it doesn't seem like they are, and I wonder how long they've had this slogan or what it means to them. I couldn't find anything about it, but I just thought that that was super interesting that that's the rhetoric that comes up. I do appreciate that the people that they have working out behind that are people of all different body sizes and races and ethnicities, but it still feels like quite a slight because right underneath it, and I will say in very, very like, what what's the best word? Just like light in non-noticeable letters. It says, Lose up to nine pounds in 14 days with Beachbody, a community that's over 2 million users strong. So I would have to imagine that a few years ago or when this was created, especially in 1998, 
that there would be a very different type of messaging and also very different people shown. So I do like to see some of that growth, although it doesn't make me feel much better because I know that the program itself that we're going to be talking about has stayed the exact same. Now, it shows, like, all the places it's mentioned, and then it goes into testimonials of lost 110 pounds, lost 14 pounds, lost 12 pounds, all that kind of stuff. It talks about the workouts. It talks about, then, nutrition that you should do. It talks about the community. talks about their trainers. And then, once we get down to the bottom, I was looking at the disclaimers that they have. And this was one that I automatically saw that stood out to me. So... This was an asterisk next to their lose nine pounds in 14 days. And it says, results vary depending on starting point, goals, and effort. Exercise and proper diet are necessary to achieve and maintain weight loss and muscle definition. The testimonials featured may have used more than one Beachbody product or extended the program to achieve their maximum results. So it's already just kind of throwing me off how not only they started, but then what they claimed and then automatically how they're putting that blame back on you. And then to make it worse, they say that the way to make this transformation happen is by buying more of their products or doing their product for longer. Don't get me wrong. I understand that every single big company has to put asterisks around the results that they could have, but I still think it's fascinating how they basically blame it on the person and say, like, you just have to work harder and then also tell you that really how to do it is to spend more money doing their products. So starting it off, I was kind of interested by how this whole website is set up, especially because... It is similar to the Arbon website when you first go into it, where you don't see all the options. They just show you the one site that they get with so many different ways to sign up and get 60% off, basically. So what are the actual layers and pinnacles of Beachbody, right? Because we just did the overview. But there are actually a lot of different things involved. Number one, and the biggest thing that I think most people actually know of, is the workout subscription. There are actually 1,500 programs, which is a lot because I believe the programs all have workouts within them. It's not even just 1,500 workouts. It's 1,500 programs. And they're from tons of different people. I've seen it called BODY before, so B-O-D in all caps and then an I. I've seen people say it's just like Beachbody Workouts. I'm not really sure the exact name for it, but when I went to look into it, which again, I have not done these workouts, but when I went to look into it, it just looked like a bunch of different trainers that they utilized to build out programs for them. Now, the second biggest service that they promote is their nutrition services and programs. And there are actually two different programs, Portion Fix and 2B Mindset. I will say that the most noticeable program that they promoted and what I've heard about the most is Portion Fix, but I have also heard about To Be Mindset. Now, there's also supplements that they really promote, which are from Shakeology. I will say, as I was looking into this, it didn't give me as much of Arbon vibes because essentially they did 
have these shakes and pre-workout and bars and all that stuff, but at least they were not saying to use them at every single meal as a total replacement. Now, I still do not like any of the products or anything like that, but I'm just sharing. It, it was a little bit different vibe than like an R-Bomb where they're just selling those and they don't have anything else that they're selling. So I wanted to point that out. Then they have challenges in programs. So they have 21-day challenges that I believe is technically for coaches, but I think that they also have people just join it in hopes that they become coaches, but it basically has accountability and there are certain types of Shakeology cleanses that can go into it, which get more into like the Arbon type of situation where they're doing all this really strict nutrition stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of different things like that. And then lastly, it has what they like to call a coaching community. So there are their trainers, right? Their trainers are the people that are doing all the workouts and building them out. But then there's something called coaches. And the coaches, they say, are meant to be there to motivate the community, embody what Beachbody is all about, and also sell products and make a passive income. So we will go into what that actually means more. I will say that these things do seem to be able to operate separately. So it looks like you can use the workout app and the nutrition app separately. You can sign up without working with a coach. You can do Shakeology without having to do the nutrition program or having to do the workout program. You can operate separately in all of these areas, but they prefer if you do everything together. So they're going to tell you, you need to do the workouts, the nutrition program, Shakeology, work with a coach, all of that for the best results. So what I'm going to do next is dive into the separate sections of this. And I briefly want to touch on the workouts, although I don't have as much to say about the workouts as I do the nutrition stuff. There are still pertinent parts of this that I want to mention to you guys, because many of you, when you are sharing your experiences that I'll share more about later, were saying that you enjoyed the workouts or you didn't feel like they were as toxic And so I think it's important to go over. So the thing about the workouts that's the hardest for me is not necessarily the material because I have heard people that enjoy all of their different types of workouts and they genuinely have a lot of different types. So if I just click on their programs, they have bar that's three, it's 30 days and 30 minutes a day. They have lift more. They have... JBYB, they have Sculpt, they have Pilates, they have literally so many different things. They have they have a cycle. And some of them too, I, I actually appreciate the fact that they're flexible with timing. You know, a lot of these are 20 minutes a day for five days a week or three times a week, 20 minutes a day. And I, I actually appreciate that there's not all of these are just like these 60 minute a day's workouts, six days a week. You know, I think it's good to have that flexibility. I mean, it's even cool that there's some that are literally just 10 minutes. So I think it makes it seem a lot more doable, especially because they have divided out in terms of beginners and no equipment and short workouts and uh, strength and muscle building. I think that's really cool. 
Now, where it gets more diet culture, in my opinion, is a lot of the descriptions and even the categories, which as you guys are going to expect, because this is still rampant in fitness, right? So there's the weight loss category, there's the lean and sculpted category. And a lot of the descriptions of these workouts are something like, let me go up back up to the top. I'm looking through this to give you guys the most realistic. For example, there's one like get ripped in just 60 days using your own body weight, right? Not great. There's another one though that's not as bad. See sustainable results, reduce stress, and fall in love with fitness. I feel like that's kind of a medium one. This one is embrace the beautiful body you are given and get strong, solid, and sexy. I like that one more. I like how it's not as intense. Prioritize yourself with these 20-minute workouts. Like that one too. So there's a variety and that's why it's really hard to just say one thing or the other about these programs because every coach is doing it differently and I imagine there's some coaches that you go in and it is intense like we're doing this to earn your pizza for later or something like that. But then there's probably other coaches that may speak about it in a really kind and easy way. So it's hard to really say. Now, I will say that one of their nutritionists has four-week gut protocols, and you guys already know how I feel about that. That's an absolutely no-can-do. Everything about it is no, because we don't like that. And I can just tell that the way that it's going to be set up is not what we want. I feel like the biggest negative with not just Beachbody, but overall workouts in general and the rhetoric that are often used is just the in, the it, complete focus on outward appearance. It's not common that they're speaking about how you feel internally or the other benefits of it. It's just more focused externally. And I get it. It's a selling point. It's something that brings people in. But if I had it my way, <laughs> I would not have it be that focused that way. Now, the other thing that I want to say about why I think that they speak about these things this way and why I feel like they're too fixated on outward appearance is because of their nutrition programs. So as I mentioned earlier, they have two. And we're going to start with the portion fix one. The portion fix one is from a nutritionist. And this is what they call their biggest breakthrough program. And the entire purpose of it is to have portion control and start easy weight loss. The whole thing, the whole kit is $119, but it seems like they sell a lot of the like join for $9.99. So it's really hard to say how they do it, why they do it the way that they do. And I know it's made by a nutritionist named Autumn. And a ton of it shows testimonials and transformations and even related products like pre-workout and stuff along those lines. So this program, it sells these containers and they're all different colors. If you looked it up, you would be able to see these different containers. But what their purpose is, is to use them as per like as portion vessels. So you take these containers and you put your food into them to measure them out and then put them all together. It also comes with cooking books and other materials and videos and all of this stuff. So their whole motto is if it fits in the container, you can eat it. And Colleen Christensen, who is a dietitian and the kind of like 
uh, why anti-diet space. She actually did a YouTube video on this that I will link down below for you guys so that you can watch it. But when she did this video, she actually followed their entire portion control thing and ate like that for the day and basically said how she was feeling. And she found that it was severely underfueling for the majority of people. I didn't get the chance to see exactly the numbers that she came up with, which is why I want to link it down below for you guys, but it was very fascinating. She had very level-headed and understandable critiques on it, but of course, there is a whole battle about what's going on in the comments. So, with her feedback and with my knowledge of just even the general idea of using Portion Fix, I feel like it's really hard because I understand that portion control is a very popular method that people use to understand more about food and also many people use it for weight loss. But obviously, it goes completely against what I believe in terms of intuitive eating and being able to learn to listen to your body, especially because it can be harmful and really encourage that restriction if that isn't enough for you. So I've heard a lot of people argue, well, Portion Fix was really helpful for me because I learned how much I needed to eat and it got me into the fitness and nutrition world and I totally get that. But at the same time, what happens if you feel like that's not enough for you? And then how do you react? Is there flexibility with something like this? And is it a learning tool? Or is it something that's really fueling stringent and strict rules? Plus, to, of course, to go along with this, they had tons of rules about foods that you should and shouldn't eat. It's not just that there are these containers. So when you think about that in relation to the whole program, it's obviously more culture and restrictive than something that I would stand behind, but I'm just trying to respect the fact that there are people that have had experiences that have been positive, but I still think I would ask those people where did they end up with it and how did it end up making them feel because living out of portion containers is not living a fulfilled life in my opinion in the long term. So, that's my initial thoughts on that one. Now, the 2B mindset is actually from a registered dietitian. And just because it's from a registered dietitian, guys, doesn't mean it's better. And just because it's from a registered dietitian doesn't mean Wow. Where do we go? What was that word? Does not mean I believe in it. This was set up different or it is set up different. Basically, is kind of portion control, but it's really plate percentages. She has different plate percentages at the different meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I will say I can see the effort that she used in her rhetoric around the food. So, for example, she calls, you know, like alcohol foods, like silly foods. And then she calls fiber-rich foods, like FFC, like fiber fiber like fueled carbs or something like that something along those lines and so I get that she's trying to utilize language that's not as harmful and it's not inherently just good and bad but it still does send the message and of course I'm not gonna I'm personally not gonna buy these programs because they're super expensive 
So that's not of interest to me, but I just wonder what it's really like in the program, watching these videos and how they speak about these things. I would really hope that the registered dietitian, even if she focuses on weight loss, tries to do it in a more positive way, but I still feel like the whole purpose of it is weight loss. And she uses words like she used to be an obese child and all of that stuff. So there's just so much of like a stigma within that. And there's so much harm in using those type of of words. And it's just, it gets messy, you know, it gets messy and it gets very diaculturey. And I also think that this type of setup can totally cause disordered eating or struggles with food. And I wonder how many people that come out of Beachbody that say that it really made them struggle with their relationship, like which one they utilize. But I don't think it matters that much because no matter what, you're just trying to instill a really high amount of control along with pretty intense exercise. So there's always a potential for struggles that can come out of that. So those are the two diet programs that they have. And then the kind of, I would say the adjacent piece of that is Shakeology. And it is a part of the Beachbody brand. It's called your daily dose of nutrition. And it is essentially meal replacements, shakes, and snacks. And as I spoke to earlier, it's not as integral as Arbon is because they're selling so many other products that they don't have to make it that way. But it's still very expensive. It's like four to six dollars per serving. And the shakes are very low calorie and they're really not filled with anything beneficial. That's almost always the case of any of these type of shakes and things. I just, I think it's so interesting that we have so much fixation on products like this when in reality it's just not really that helpful and it's almost never worth your money. The biggest things when I was looking through Shakeology itself (coughs) that I found are it can cause digestive issues especially because it's whey protein. It's not great to use as a meal replacement because it doesn't have enough calories, nutrients, everything in it. And yet sometimes they say it could be a good option. They don't suggest it 100%, but still. And the other health benefits that they say, like sparking weight loss and all of that, are just not true. Because I don't know what makes them think they can say that, but there's no scientific evidence and there's nothing about their product that makes that be the case. So it's really just a selling point. Now that we got through the kind of pinnacle pieces of the nutrition and workout part of it, I feel like you guys have a pretty good idea of what it's really like. And I don't feel like it's really that different than so many other programs out there like it. I also don't think it's so particularly special. Did also, did you hear that? Was that my computer going off? The doo-doo-doo. I put it on Do Not Disturb, but now I'm just not sure. I guess it's just going to be a little addition. And so as I would look at this and rank it in terms of a diet culture perspective, I mean, it's super high, right? I would say it's like a nine. I mean, it's pretty much diet culture encompassed. Does that mean every single program they have is diet culture? 
Not necessarily. Does that mean every single person that goes through their programs for nutrition, it has to be diet culture for them? Not necessarily. We're all different. We're all unique. Does that mean I hate everything that they do? No, I don't hate everything that they do. But is it still diet culture because it's fixating on these external things and it's fixating on all this control around food? Yes, I would say it is. So there's that piece of all of this. But then there's a bigger picture that is, in my opinion, incredibly important to tie in, which is the MLM piece of it. And Beachbody is an MLM. I've seen people try to argue this, which I think is really interesting. I don't think it's as well known as an MLM as something like an Arbonne or a Monet or doTERRA or Young Living or something like that. I think people are less aware because they mask it in such a complicated way and you don't have to go through a coach to sign up, but it still is. And I've actually looked into this way before I was going to do this episode because as you guys know, I have a fascination with MLMs. I have a fascination with cults. I think it's very important not only that we know about these things, but that we understand so that we can look out for them. And this one is just as bad as all the rest. It can be really abusive, it can, like emotionally, and it can be really high pressure. I've watched a Beachbody call that was leaked by someone, and the type of tactics that they use are so intense. They put blame on you if you don't have the success. They're forced to embody a very specific look, which is super culty in this one because they really tell you that you need to embody the lifestyle of Beachbody, and it's it's really not profitable no matter what. It's not profitable, just like every MLM. But now that I gave that perspective to you, I want to share with you how they speak about it because when they speak about it, it doesn't sound like that in the slightest. It sounds like this opportunity to get involved with fitness and motivate people. And you will be surprised at how well they can mask the fact that you could be joining into this. So they say, do what you love, expand your world, earn money helping others. What does it mean to be a beach body coach? It means the ability to help yourself and others live healthier and more fulfilling lives with the opportunity to adjourn to earn additional income along the way. It's being passionate about helping the helping to end the trend of obesity in this country, all by doing what you love, staying fit and healthy while inspiring others to do the same. Whether you're already a product of the product, someone who's found success through the one of our world-class fitness and nutrition solutions, or you are inspired by watching a friend or family member transform their lives the same way, Becoming a coach can reward you in ways you've never thought possible physically, personally, and financially. Think you're up for the challenge? Click below and start creating a change in your life and the lives of others. Today, you can be a part of something so big, it's changing the world one healthy decision at a time. How cool does that sound? So they essentially give you a lot of kind of opportunities such as meeting together for these conferences or trips and telling you how you can earn money just on the side and get paid weekly for how much you sell. And yet they don't really explain to you those true entry costs, the fact that most people spend more getting into it than they actually do getting out to it, out of it, that most people don't make any money more than what they're spending on the products because you have to have the products. You have to do the workouts. And there's only a 25% discount on them. You don't even get them for free. So I was watching this girl's YouTube video 
And she was an ex-Beachbody coach, and she was walking us through what her day in the life looked like and talking about the stress of it and how she didn't make any money, and yet she had to do a workout every single day and show that workout. She had to take the pre-workout and the products, and they told her that she had to do that. She had to recruit people continuously to make it worth her while and to worth her while and to be able to work up in the ranks. And that is all of the parts of it that make it really MLMing. So I wanted to read you guys an example message that someone actually sent to me. One of you guys sent it to me that was in your DMs to show you what this looks like when people are coming to kind of recruit you. Hey, blank. Hope you're staying safe out there. I have to stop by and ask you if you've ever thought about being an influencer. Your page is so beautiful and I think you'd be a great fit for my team. I'm partnered with a company called Team Beachbody, a health and fitness company, and I'm a full-time fitness influencer, of course, along with my own brand. It's a great way to earn additional stream of income while working on your own health and fitness goals. I'd love to tell you a little bit about it if you'd be interested. No biggie if you're not, just wanted to stop by and ask. Have a fabulous day. So this girl did not follow her. She just reached out without knowing who she was. And the really important language that I want you guys to listen to when I was going through that is that they say that they are partnered with Beachbody. They really try to deter you from thinking that it is MLM because they say that it's just a partnership and that you're building your own brand. But in reality, you are not. And so there are a lot of creators and influencers online that actually have big followings that get into this stuff. And they sell it to you without you even thinking that it's there. So someone actually put one of these people in my comment box and I went to search through her stuff and you didn't see anything about Beachbody on her page. But when you went to the link in her bio, it said, join my 21 day challenge. And if you join that and sign up for the stuff, you are technically a coach under her. Then the next slide was drink my favorite morning protein drink. And that was Shakeology. And then the next one was like, get your Energizer drink today, which was a pre-workout. And this is how sneaky they are. And this really shows and highlights the intersect, guys, between diet culture and cultiness of MLMs. And no matter what, we can't spell diet culture without the word cult. Everything in culture can get into a culty aspect. You don't have to take it so, so literally as such, like... Nexium, right? It's not like we're saying that type of coal. But what we're speaking about is that there's a high level of an entry cost, but also an exit cost. And diet culture can make you feel that way. Because once you get into something, it can feel like you are absolutely trapped. And something like this capitalizes on both of those elements to make people feel the most vulnerable and also the most affected by this stuff. So I know that you guys might, may not even be as interested in the cult aspects as me, so I'm not going to go on about it forever, but I did think that was important to mention, and I also wanted to share some of the things that you guys sent to me about Beachbody, and we have all different opinions here, so keep that in mind. I will say, I put up a question box, and I said, Beachbody thoughts, experiences, tea, and I should have specified that I was talking about Beachbody, the company, because then we started to have a conversation about Beachbodies themselves, and people were saying, like, anybody is a beach body, but it's hard for me to feel that way. So let me know if you want a beach body episode about actual body image, because we could do that too. So this message from Rebecca said, I actually used to be a beach body coach. Felt so predatory reaching out to people to work for me. 
work out with me. Felt so inauthentic, which I had a lot of problems with and didn't feel qualified to give guidance on nutrition programs and workout programs. Got very annoyed that the protein was $100 for a bag when it has stuff other proteins have. Nothing special. I still use their workouts for prenatal, the bar program, and enjoy it in addition to my Peloton, but I don't like that their program promotes five to six days a week of workouts when it's not sustainable for so many people. Also get triggered when so many people DM me and say, hey girl, blah, 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 and try to make a connection when I go to their page and know immediately they're going to try and ask me about working out. I could go on forever, so happy to answer any cues you have. So appreciative of her sharing her experience. Super fascinating to hear what that was like for her. So then Erin messaged me and she said, Responding to your Beachbody box, in college, I gained the freshman quote-unquote 15, and I needed something to get back on track. I did P90X to the T and saw crazy results. So good. It's the diet, though, that was super, super unsustainable. What I can say about the workouts is that they taught me a lot. I learned a lot about proper form and how to use equipment from that program, and I still use that today. I think Beachbody has the potential to be harmful, but it can also be super educational if used properly. Now, the selling portion is absolutely an MLM, and that part of it sucks. But overall, I don't hate Beachbody. Here are some other experiences from you guys that were put into the question box. Eba. I watched my parents do this and it made me sad. I thought they looked great and seeing them not be content with their bodies and go to this measure made me really sad and resent it. Um, let's see. Elise said, felt this expectation that you can't have a belly out. And if you do, that's unattractive. Meyer says, I like the workouts, but constantly felt the need to compare how I looked. Emily says, just please address the fact that it's an MLM cult and most people actively lose money in it. And someone, Kel said, OMG, I can't wait for this one. So I love that. Okay, let's see what else we have to say. Okay, Dana said, got convinced to buy all the shakes, join the group, and then zero coaching. Just had to post accountability kit pictures in the group. Would randomly share recipes, but not much. Laura says, some of the trainers I really liked, but others are super drenched in diet culture. Two other people said, triggered my ED and started my ED. And experience, let's see. Oh, oh, I followed someone on here who is a physician's assistant. Physician, can I speak? Physician's ex- assistant. <laughs> ah! And she quit her job to do beach body. So... I feel like those are really eye-opening and also speak to a lot of the things that we were talking about. I do want to read one last one that I didn't see before that just came in. So this is from Kira. My experience with Beachbody. It started off as an easy way to work out from home and quickly became an obsession as they most almost, they almost all prescribe or tell you on their workout calendars when your rest days are and how often you're supposed to be working out. Five to six days in a row in a week with one rest day. This program definitely contributes to unhealthy expectations for exercise routines and during each workout they will say things like do it tired or let's burn calories or even refer to only eating healthy foods and not undoing the calories burned during the workouts. I will say I love the cheap access to all the workouts but could do without the expected extensive days in a row of exercise and diet talks during the workouts. So, All of these different things I feel like are really interesting because 
they kind of speak to the fact that there are so many different ways that you can take Beachbody. It's not just one single way. But I feel like what's important to note are the high level of triggers that can happen for people. Overexercising being one. Triggering disordered eating habits being two. And number three, being coached by someone that is not actually qualified. I don't know if you guys caught that part of it, but essentially when they recruit you in, they want you to buy the shakes and then they put you in a group. And that person is essentially your coach that is working out with you. And they can make it seem like you have this whole like program and you have this coach in there with you, but these people aren't qualified. They're just working out along with you which is kind of the crazy part of it, right? And now you can see the the kind of toxic nature of how they're recruiting people and getting them in. And yet, is it actually beneficial to the people that are joining that group, especially when they have to send progress pictures every single day of their bodies, which in my opinion is kind of crazy. They have to report to someone that they are or are not working out and they don't have any flexibility to listen to their body in the slightest in terms of if they want to work out or if they don't. So that's why I'm saying in terms of if you are joining from a coach and you are working out with them, it even adds to the level of toxicity that we weren't just seeing from just the programs itself. But even within the programs itself, everyone was speaking to the fact that the diet culture nature of it is very dependent on which coach you join. Because some of them are saying things like don't undo your calories and others of them maybe speaking in a more positive way. So you're kind of in a crapshoot in that way of knowing how diet culture it's going to get. Okay, we just went through a lot of information and there's only one other thing that I want to mention to you about Beachbody that I feel like is somewhat pertinent, which is the lawsuits that they've undered, endured. Of course, every single big company, guys, can go through lawsuits. And I'm not trying to act like that doesn't happen. But I did feel like these stood out to me because they affect you guys. So the first one that they had was in 2020. And this was them facing a class action lawsuit. And it accused them of violating customers' privacy by selling their personal information. And then there was another one where they were doing automatic credit card charges and renewals without actually having the consent to do that. And they had a $3.6 million settlement over that case. So it's just important to mention that they don't have a completely clean record. And yes, I know that many companies do not. But when you look into companies and when you're investing in them and when you're spending money that supports them, I always like to know who I'm supporting and what their ethics are and those type of things, in my opinion, contain it, especially with all the other information that we went over today. So with all of this information in mind, what the heck is my take on this and what is the rating of how diet culture this is? I feel like I've sprinkled my take all throughout this episode, but just to kind of summarize it all, I'm not a fan of Beachbody. And I recognize that there may be benefits to the fact that people feel like they can learn how to move their body more efficiently or that there's programs they like. And I do appreciate the fact that it is a lower cost for many people that's more affordable and makes movement more accessible. But outside of that, although I know the nutrition program has people that it really works for and that like it, I'm just personally not a fan because it goes against what I believe 
about nutrition and that doesn't take away the benefits that other people can experience, but I do feel like it's very interlaced with diet culture rhetoric and so focused on the external, so focused on weight loss and rarely at all focused on the internal and the other benefits that can come from movement or from eating a certain way or anything along those lines. And even if those two things were both positive, even if I was obsessed with their nutrition nutrition program and I was obsessed with their workouts, I just personally do not like supporting MLMs because I think they're messed up. I think they profit off of people that can be vulnerable and that are trying to make a difference for themselves and they get sucked into something that isn't what it appears to be. And I think that's super unfair. And I do think diet culture intersects with just generalized MLM and kind of cult-like nature of those MLMs. So I gave it a rating in the terms of diet culture-ness before just the program, which I gave a nine. So I feel like when you add in the culty element of it, it's like a 9.2 or 3. I don't know. How would you guys rate it? I feel like this is kind of the epitome of what diet culture is. Even just the fact that they're selling shakes that are $100 or protein that's $100 and that everything in their nutrition program is expensive. You know, it's just, it's a lot. But I always want to hear y'all's opinion and I hope this episode was helpful since so many of you guys wanted to talk about this. If you think of questions, please let me know. Or if you have a conversation that you want to start with me, totally DM me. If you did enjoy this episode and if you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you gave it a review. On Spotify, you can just give it a, I don't know, I guess you would call it stars. You can star the podcast or you can give it a certain amount of stars. And on Apple, you can leave a written review if you'd be willing to. That would mean so much to me. It really makes my day to be able to read through those reviews and to understand what you guys are liking about the podcast. So Lots of feedback that I'm trying to gather from you guys in this episode, but more than anything, I'm just so grateful that you're here and I absolutely cannot wait for next week's episode already. All right, guys, I'll catch you next week. Bye.